Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. Okay, you're going to want to pay attention to this because it concerns President Trump, the future of America, and the world at large. Bible expert Paul McGuire and investigative journalist Troy Anderson have written a book titled Trumpocalypse. It exposes the globalist elite's secret plan for the deception and ultimate destruction of humanity. After conducting extensive research and interviewing 50 of the world's most respected geopolitical and economic experts, as well as faith leaders and Bible scholars, McGuire and Anderson have set out to unmask these elites as members of secret societies who have gained control of government, education, entertainment, international banking, and the media. Will this takeover lead to an unprecedented nuclear apocalypse ending the world as we know it? The writers say it most definitely could, according to Bible prophecy. The question remains, has Trump been chosen by God to stop the hidden agenda of the establishment or trigger the Trumpocalypse resulting in the end times Armageddon scenario? There's lots to talk about on this subject and Troy is here to help us gain more clarity and also explore the signs that are occurring which may be signaling the second coming of Christ in the not so distant future. Hello Troy, how are you on this wonderful day? I'm great, Uh, it's great to be on your show. Great to have you here. Well, I'm just so excited to dive into this topic about President Trump and everything that's going on in the world and the book that you've written, which really is a lot about the end times and sort of what's going to be happening here according to the Bible as time marches on in the coming months and and maybe a few more years. (laughs) So the book is called Trumpocalypse and I just wanted you to give us a little bit of an overview of what you're covering in the book. Okay, so, you know, I'm an investigative journalist, and and the first book that Paul McGuire and I wrote was called The Babylon Code, Solving the Bible's Greatest End Times Mystery. And it was really a combination of an investigative expose of globalism uh, combined with this exploration of the Bible's uh, greatest mysteries called Mystery Babylon in the Book of Revelation. And then... Shortly after that book came out in 2015, President Trump ran on a campaign of Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo. And so we we were, we were you know fairly shocked that you know here we had the first president probably in history that's ever you know opposed the the globalist agenda, and then even more stunned when he got elected. And and so we we were on a phone call with our agent, and at that time there was headlines in the. New York Times and the Washington Post about the Trumpocalypse. And so our agent suggested we call the second book in the series Trumpocalypse. So this, this new book just came out in paperback January 8th. It's at, uh, it's at the new releases table at uh, Barnes & Noble Nationwide. It's the second book in the series and it explores the prophetic significance of Trump's presidency. You know, was there some kind of divine intervention in his election? What purpose does God have for, for him at this time? And, and then secondarily, the book also is a further expose of the globalist elite's plans for the world and how this all fits into Bible prophecy. I sort of felt in my spirit when Trump was actually running that he was going to be a part of the end times plan. I, I don't know why I had that feeling, but it was just so strong. 
And I was pretty confident that he was going to take that election somehow. And the night that he won, I'll never forget, you know, sitting there at my computer watching all the numbers. And when he won, first I was just stunned. And then I thought, you know, this was like a modern day parting of the Red Sea. But I think what I wanted to talk to you about is I don't think a lot of people, even a lot of Christians that I talk to are kind of hip to that. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, we've been subjected for the last, you know, two, three years now to this this massive media campaign to, you know, sort of create chaos, cause confusion, and um, and essentially try to, you know, paint um, President Trump and everything he's trying to do as as you know bad and evil essentially. And uh, this is this is one of the things we reveal in in Trumpocalypse is that, you know, there's this all-out concerted campaign involving you know very powerful forces throughout the world. Um, very powerful political forces that want to, you know, discredit him and essentially try to weaken him politically so he can be, you know, beaten in 2020. And so almost everything we see happening in the media, in the news, is largely part of this campaign. They're literally spending tens of billions of dollars through think tanks and foundations and intelligence agencies and all kinds of things of that nature to try to, uh, you know, confuse the public and, and get people to turn against President Trump, essentially, because they the globalists view him as, as the major roadblock to their plans to move us into some kind of global socialist uh, system. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, it is kind of scary because people in general that I've talked to, even people that support Trump, are kind of asleep in a sense, if you know what I'm saying. And they're not realizing that we are and maybe, you know, even with Trump in office, we could wind up as a socialist country. We could wind up part of the global system very easily. You know, it wouldn't take that much. And I just don't think a lot of people are realizing the gravity of the situation. You know, yeah, I share your, your same concerns. Um, you know, as part of Trumpocalypse, I did over 50 interviews of all kinds of you know, highly respected experts in geopolitics and economics and military affairs. In fact, in fact here just recently, I've interviewed several uh, generals, U.S. Army generals, interviewed uh, Dinesh D'Souza, he's a New York Times bestselling author, Jerome Corsi, and they've all, you know, written books on sort of this general kind of topic, and I interviewed a, uh, a fellow at the Heritage Foundation, and I was talking to him about exactly what we're talking about right here, and they, they share the, the same concern that you just expressed, that, that, you know, the public is largely unaware of what's really going on, and that we really are on the verge of, of of a, you know, a major radical shift in how America might look. We, we could easily move into sort of, you know, the, the elite would like to move us into like a sort of a world government kind of socialist system. But of course, you know, the Bible tells us at some point, you know, a figure known as the Antichrist would arise and would essentially exploit this, this whole situation and eventually move us into sort of a global totalitarian system. And, and this is not just a, you know, sort of a wacky kind of idea. There's actually you know, very highly respected institutes out there, like um, the Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford University. They put out uh, annual reports now on existential risk, and they list the top 10 threats facing the world. And, you know, it's things like, you know, you know nuclear war, extreme climate change, artificial intelligence run amok. But they also list one of the major threats is a global totalitarian government. And so this, this is a real threat. This is a, something that's really happening. And we, we reveal all the evidence and all the proof for it in, in both of these books. I totally agree with you. Part of me feels confident because I think, well, okay, 
there's a reason why Trump got in and there's a reason why he's bucking all of this, you know, and obviously if God was going to let us kind of go to hell in a handbasket, you know, I don't know that he would have put Trump in. But then the other part of me is sitting there watching all this. Oh my gosh, are the globalists, are they really going to take us down? So what do you feel is going to happen? And why is Trump there if we're going to wind up getting swept away by the globalists anyway? Well, you know, I I think the ball's in our court. Uh, You know, several years ago, I interviewed Billy Graham before he died. And he said that signs of the end of the age are converging for the first time since Jesus made those predictions. And he said that uh, he, he compared America to ancient Nineveh. And he said that when God sent the prophet Jonah to Nineveh to warn them of, of impending judgment, that the king and the people repented, and then they were spared. And, and Nineveh went on to, you know, uh, survive for another hundred years, and something else, you know, bad happened a, a century later. But Billy Graham told me that he believed the same thing could happen again today in America. And so, you know, one of his central messages throughout his entire life is that we need to turn back to God, repent of our sins. And uh, a friend of ours, his name's uh, Reverend Kevin uh, Jessup. He's founder of the Global Strategic Alliance. He's actually now working with the White House. He's, he's friends with Ben Carson, and he's working with the White House on a national and global day of repentance initiative. We haven't had a, a national day of repentance since Abraham Lincoln was president. Pretty much every president from George Washington to Abraham Lincoln would call for what they would had different names, but it'd be something like National Day of Prayer, Fasting, and Humiliation. And essentially, it was, it was a day of repentance. And, uh, you know, George Washington credited that day with America winning the Revolutionary War and the creation of America. And Abraham Lincoln credited that day with uh, winning the Civil War, uh, saving the country, and, and freeing uh, slaves. And so, uh, our friend uh, Kevin Jessup, I talked to him last week, he said that it sounds like President Trump may approve this presidential proclamation at, uh, at, the, at a Rose Garden ceremony, maybe in May, during the National Day Prayer event, and then they may have this actual day in September. And so, you know, if, if you look at all the messages of all the prophets throughout the Bible, it's, it's essentially the same message. It's, you know, repent of your, you know, repent and turn back to God. And I think that's what we need to do. So I don't think it's set in stone that we're going to, you know, enter into this this global system. In fact, I'm very optimistic. If you look at American history, uh, just, just like I said, at, at the worst possible times, you know, the Revolutionary War, uh, the, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression, Americans have a, a tendency to sort of pull themselves up by their bootstraps and, and do what's right. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get this message out to encourage and inspire people to do what's right, to, you know, turn back to God and, uh, and, you know, we can save this country. And, and if we can save America, you know, then we can go on to spread the gospel for, for decades to come. Well, I also wanted to talk about too, on this subject, how Israel comes into play. And I know that we're great protectors of Israel. And is that a reason in your opinion, why God would preserve us? Yeah, yeah. America and Israel have some kind of, you know, mysterious spiritual connection that goes back, you know, centuries since our birth. Um, you know, the, the when Christopher Columbus's voyage to America, when he discovered America, at least, at least in, you know, uh, a modern explorer fighting America, his voyage was partially uh, funded by uh, Jewish people in Spain. And then when the pilgrims came here in the 1600s, you know, they dedicated America to the advancement of the Christian faith and the Mayflower Compact. And in fact, they, they, you know, their, their descendants founded, you know, at Harvard and Yale and Princeton and in, in the, you know, in the early times of those colleges, 
uh, they taught Hebrew. In fact, if you go there today, you can find Hebrew inscriptions on the, uh, you know, throughout the campuses. And so they, they, they thought very highly of, of uh, you know, of the, of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so there, there's this linkage. And so I believe God has used America over the centuries, not only to spread the gospel, but to, you know, eventually help facilitate the creation of Israel and now the protection of Israel. And so, you know, there's some kind of mysterious spiritual link between our countries. And so, you know, the things that President Trump has done to, you know, support Israel, the, you know, moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to, to, to Jerusalem, declaring Jerusalem the eternal capital of, of Israel, and, and things of that nature are, are huge in, in God's eyes. And so our, our support of Israel is you know, hugely important. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, America is, is important to, uh, in, in the you know, long-term perspective of, of world events. So your subtitle of your book says, you know, the end times president, a battle against the global elite and the countdown to Armageddon. So can you kind of clarify for me, because we're talking about God preserving America and having a positive outlook. But then on the other hand, there's all this talk, you know, about the end times. And Well, yeah, I mean, we, we detail this in the book. There, there are you know, great threats to our country, you know, like we saw with uh, North Korea. Here in 2017, here you had this sort of madman dictator in, in North Korea threatening us repeatedly with, with nuclear attack. And in fact, we have a, a chapter in, in Trumpocalypse. I think we actually have two chapters dedicated to this. Um, you have um, Super EMP Threat and Daughter of Babylon. There, there's all these references in the Old Testament to what's called the Daughter of Babylon. And one of the theories out there, I mean, of course, nobody knows for sure, is that America might be the Daughter of Babylon. And of course, Babylon in Revelation 17, 18 is this, this city, this system, this worldview, or you know, like, you know, it's not exactly clear, and there's a lot of debate among Bible scholars, but it, it does say that it's, it, the city of, of modern Babylon is destroyed in one hour by fire, and it talks about the merchants of the world uh, watching, watching her burn from afar from their ships. And it talks about them, you know, they, they became very, very wealthy off of trading with her and that kind of thing. So there could be potential references in the Bible to the destruction of America. It's debated. It's not, you know, nobody knows for sure. Um, so that is a great threat. And in fact, you know, North Korea is, uh, and, and Russia and, and China have developed what's called super EMP weapons. And there's actually been, we have a whole chapter dedicated to this where they could potentially detonate a, a nuclear device at a high altitude over the country, maybe from a freighter or a submarine or something like that, and it could potentially knock out our electric grid. And there's reports from uh, different uh, military and, and federal commissions that talk about, you know, if, if that kind of situation happened, it could take months to years to restore electricity in America. And during that time, you could, you know, potentially lose up to 90% of the population. And this is something that, that North Korea has hinted at they might be able to do. And so there are grave threats and dangers to our country. So that's, that's another reason why we need to be, you know, awake and, and uh, aware of what's happening, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that you know, essentially would like to do us in. I find that it's challenging for myself as a Christian to find other like-minded individuals who want to sort of band together and do what they can to you know, ask God's favor on us and to turn things around. Do you know if there are any movements, so to speak, going on right now that people can get involved with? 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if people out there are interested in these topics, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, Facebook groups I belong to. Like, I think it's uh, End Times Coming to Pass. They've got about 80,000 members. Uh, there's just sort of type in End Times or Book of Revelation, that kind of prophecy on Facebook, and you'll find all kinds of groups where people are, are talking about these kind of topics. There's, uh, there's, there's different prophecy conferences. Uh, and prophecy groups that that exist that uh, have you can actually go to a conference. There's, there's prophecy watchers, prophecy in the news. I, I just launched uh, an online magazine called Prophecy Investigators. It's uh, prophecyinvestigators.org, and we're planning to have conferences and camps and stuff like that. You know, try try to help you know wake up people, educate people about what the Bible says. You know, it's going to happen at some point. And uh, but not just that, but uh, you know, to help spread the good news, help inspire people, and and encourage people to you know to be brave, to be courageous, to stand up for what's right, and you know, read the Bibles, you know, go to church, and and join a small group. Those are probably the best things you can do if you, you know, if you, if you have concerns about this kind of thing. I know in my own circles, I would say I might have one Christian friend who I can talk to about this stuff who really gets it. I don't know that everybody's seeing the big picture of what's what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, this is part of the strategy of, of the enemy, I believe. You know, but we live in this this uh, society today where there's there's so many distractions. You know, you got your you got your social media, you got your cell phone, computers, movies, TV, books, magazines, newspapers. You know, uh, you know, entertainment. You know, making a living. You know, taking care of your children. Um, there's so many things that consume our time. And so it's hard to, you know, sort of carve out time to investigate these kind of things. But, but, you know, like, like I'm saying here, the, these books contain all the evidence, documented proof. You know, I did over 150 interviews with some of the world's most respected faith leaders, you know, prophecy experts, experts in politics, economics, science, intelligence, and the overwhelming consensus among the sort of people in the faith community is that we are in the run-up to the end-time events predicted in the Bible. Everybody from Billy Graham, Tim LaHaye, Hal Lindsey, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, uh, Greg Laurie, uh, you, you name them, they, they agree that this is really happening. And then, but even more surprising on the secular side, you know, people like Noam Chomsky, sort of the, the left's leading intellectual and experts at, at Harvard and Princeton and Yale who study existential risk, and they believe we're approaching the end of human civilization. So there, there's widespread consensus that we're in great danger. And so this stuff, you know, according to all the experts, is really occurring. And so it's it's important for us to, you know, to be aware of what's happening, to sort of wake up. And um, uh, and we'll, we're actually we're working to try to get this message into the churches. I'm I'm about to help a retired U.S. Army colonel and chaplain. He's, I'm going to help him write a book, and I believe he may be instrumental in getting this message into churches. He's a, he's a great public speaker, and uh, you know, Americans love the military, so I think he may be key to be able to get into churches and, and start to tell people, you know, in a, in a, uh, you know, a wise way, uh, you know, about the, the threats and the dangers that we're facing. I think that's an awesome plan because, again, I don't know that many churches are, are really teaching this or, or even understand what's happened. I mean, thank goodness for YouTube, right? Because <laughs> you can go on there and watch videos all day long on this topic. But if you go to your church, you're probably very lucky if, if you hear a sermon on it every now and again. So I think it's great to really work to get this message to the Christian community. I became a Christian when I was 11 years old, you know, back in 1979. It was sort of the, 
tail, tail end of the Jesus movement. And, you know, back then people wore like, you know, Jesus is coming t-shirts and there's all kinds of, you know, you go to church, you go to a, like a, a prop, you know, a little Bible camp. And, you know, they would talk about this all the time, but then, you know, here in the last decade or two, and, and probably because there, there's, there's so many like, you know, predictions that were made that never came true. So people became uh, sort of wary of the whole thing. Uh, but unfortunately, I believe that was sort of a strategy of the enemy is that, uh, you know, people have been hearing about this for so many decades now that they, they sort of tune it out and, and you know, no, no longer are concerned about it. But now, you know, now that's really happening, you know, the churches are, are, are barely even talking about it. So, you know, if, if you have some pastors who are listening out, out in that area, you know, I, I would encourage you, you know, to, to try to, you know, do some research, read some books on this and find out what's what's happening because, uh, it, you know, it's very important. And, and a third of the Bible is Bible prophecy. So wh- why would God, like, put all this in the Bible if it wasn't important? So, you know, God tells us to, you know, to, you know, essentially preach the whole counsel of God. And so this is a third of the Bible. It's It's very important. I totally agree. Yeah, we're supposed to be watching, right? That's what the Bible tells us. Yeah, yeah. Jesus told us to watch for the signs of his return. And in Matthew 24, you know, you know, he laid out a lot of those signs. You, you, you may have heard of these things, you know, wars and rumors of wars and great disasters and, and uh, you know, economic calamity and eventually, you know, famine. And, and, uh, and what we're seeing all these things happen. In fact, I think one of the greatest signs is that we now have, for the first time in history, we have all the technologies that could be used to implement, you know, this the so-called mark of the beast that Revelation 13 talks about. This, whatever this this mark is, where you can't buy or sell, you can't participate in the economic system, you can't hold a job, you can't buy the necessities of life without this mark. You know, could it be a, you know, one of these computer, you know, uh, RFID I- implant chips that are starting to implant in people, you know, around the world, and and we now have this this massive surveillance state where. You know, almost everything we have, our phones, our computers, you know, even our TVs, they can be turned on to monitor and record what we're doing. So we have this massive surveillance through social media. And so it's literally possible for the first time in history that some individual, you know, which the Bible describes as the Antichrist and the false prophet, could implement a, a global economic system, global surveillance system, sort of, you know, George Orwell's 1984 on steroids. Uh, that you know can control the you know the, the economic activity of people worldwide, and the Bible predicts that'll happen at some point. And, and we now have the technologies for the first time in history to actually do that. I know it's amazing. You know, the thing for me though that cinches the <laughs> everything is the satanic influence and the delusion of people. I've never seen anything like it. I never imagined that in my lifetime I would see people so deceived and people so depraved like they are. It's it's like right is wrong and wrong is right and I mean wow. It's I don't think it's ever been like that on the grand scale that it is now. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. I mean just in this last decade, you know, life on planet Earth has gotten very weird. You know, I mean, we, we've seen, you know, and we, we, we delve into this in both these books, the Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse. There, there are these secret societies do exist. Many of them are, are cult in nature. And uh, in fact, you can just go down to the supermarket and you can pick up uh, special special magazines on that will detail the whole history of, you know, secret societies like Yale University's Skull and Bones or, or you know, the old Bavarian Illuminati or, or even, you know, modern sort of quasi-secret groups like the Bilderberg Group and the Council on Foreign Relations and, 
and think like trilateral commission and all these different agencies that you in groups you've heard about over the over the years but you know if you dig into it they all exist and they're all you know closely connected to very powerful wealthy people in politics and so and so we've seen this this massive you know essentially you know the rise of the occult and witchcraft and and uh you know sort of demonic activity throughout the society you just you know you just watch the super bowl or the grammy awards and you see all this occult imagery that's just like you know being presented in our faces now and and along with this we're seeing this rise of evil i think there was a poll we cite in one of the books american bible society found that 80 percent of americans believe that morality is in a free fall in america and throughout the world so uh, you know, this is at, at its root. This is a great spiritual battle that's happening, sort of behind the scenes between the the powers of darkness and the, and the forces of God, and it's all being played out, you know, here on Earth, and we're watching it unfold. I know it's it's actually shocking. There's times when I've seen things going on that I'll just sit here and weep because I can't even believe it. A couple months ago, I I saw that commercial that. Celine Dion made for her New World Order satanic children's clothing line. I was like, oh my God, please come back, Lord. <laughs> you know, it's gotten, it's, we've, we've passed the point of no return. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, I think part of the, um, the occult belief system is that it, it's something, you know, because they now believe that they've, you know, achieved enough wealth and power that they can, you know, essentially pull off the system they want to move us into. They actually, they actually, you know, it's actually called the plan, and uh, if you just go on the website of Lucius Trust, was originally Lucifer Lucifer Publishing Company back in the early part of last century. They have consultative status with the United Nations, and they have a website, and they have all these uh, copies of these books that Alice Bailey and uh, some other people wrote. who were uh, occultists, and in these in these books, they talk about what the elite call the plan. And the plan is essentially, you know, move us into this new world order. And so as, as part of this whole thing, they're sort of, they're unveiling more and more to us. They're trying to get us used to it, sort of, you know, the, like the you cook a frog in a, in a pan, you sort of slowly heat it up and the frog doesn't jump out. That's what this we're doing. They're trying to get us used to this because they hope that when they finally unveil this new world order, whatever the system is they want to uh, move us into, that most of us will go along with it willingly. And, um, and so that's part of why you see all these strange things like, you know, Celine Dion and, you know, because they want to indoctrinate children largely to, you know, think that this is normal and, and that they're supposed to be good global citizens and, you know, that kind of thing. There's this massive indoctrination of children that's been going on for decades now. 70% of people worldwide now believe that some kind of a global public authority, essentially some kind of world government authority, would be a good thing for the world. You know, of course, they, they couch it in, in terms of, uh, you know, we want to, you know, get rid of nuclear weapons and, you know, get rid of poverty and, and tackle climate change. Uh, but it, but it's, it's stunning that so many people have sort of bought into this. And so that's another reason why, you know, we're in a, a very dangerous point in history. I know, I know. On the other hand, I feel like, we're blessed to be living in these times. I mean, we're watching God move in a way like, you know, we haven't been able to in the past. So, yes, it is kind of a blessing. But again, like we've been saying, as Christians, we have to be diligent. We have to be in prayer and be keeping our eyes on Jesus through all of this and not letting these distractions 
pull us the other way because everything out there is a distraction. I mean, you watch a television show and there's just so much depravity in these TV shows. It's unbelievable. First you watch it and you think, oh my gosh, but if you keep watching it, suddenly it's like becomes normal. So yeah, it's really easy to hypnotize the masses into thinking that wrong is right. You, 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 you hit on something very important. I, I believe there, there's two things happening simultaneously. So like, like you're saying, there's, there's this rise of all this uh, occult and demonic activity, and they're trying to sort of hypnotize us, cast a spell upon the world. But at the same time, we're also seeing the greatest revival in history occurring in, in Asia and Africa and, and South America and, and other parts of the world. I mean, there's literally you know, millions and millions of people becoming believers in Jesus. And the Bible talks about this great outpouring of God's Spirit in the last days and all kinds of signs and wonders and miracles occurring. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I did a story a couple of years ago on, on healings. Uh, there was a Harvard study that came out, and it was something like, 60, 70% of doctors, uh, you know, throughout America, a Harvard, Harvard study believed that they'd witnessed actual healing miracles uh, with, with their patients. And that's just like one example of, of many that, you know, there, there's, there's two things happening. You're having the rise of, of evil, but you're also having the rise of good. And it's all happening simultaneously. And the Bible says this will all happen. Like the Bible talks about a, a great harvest of souls. At, at some point during the end of the age, either during the tribulation, maybe before, maybe maybe in both, and uh, and literally probably hundreds of millions of people becoming uh, Christians and, and believers uh, as, as all these things unfold and people wake up and, and see what's happening. Well, that's really comforting and good news for all of us that we really need to sort of <laughs> hang on to, right? Because it's easy to get discouraged. But I hope that everyone that's listening will go out and get a copy of Trumpocalypse and also the Babylon Code because I think these books kind of go together. And you will really be enlightened by what Paul and Troy have written about and also encouraged, uplifted, and mainly educated, right? So thank you, Troy, for being on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. This has been a fascinating topic and something that I could talk about all day long. Can you tell our listeners where they can go to get your book? Yeah, so the Trumpocalypse just, just came out in paperback. It's at on the new releases table at Barnes & Noble nationwide. You know, of course, uh, most Christian bookstores have it and other bookstores. Also available, you know, Amazon and Christian Book, uh, Target and Walmart. And then uh, you can also you can sign up for my e-newsletters at uh, troyanderson.us and our new uh, uh, magazine, prophecyinvestigators.org. That's great. So people have a lot of resources, which is awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being on and keep us posted. And if you wound up writing another book, we'd like to have you back. That, that sounds wonderful. It's an honor to, uh, to be on your show. Thank you very much. Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 1230 p.m. Pacific at or com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.